Welcome to the Garden Wise Show with Colorado's most knowledgeable and entertaining garden experts, the Garden Wise Guys, Keith Funk and Jim Borland. Get ready for gardening tips that you can use right now. New plants, hot products, and the latest from horticultural science. The lines are open, so call into the Legend Studio now. 303-477-2473. 303-477-2473. On the air since 1994, the Garden Wise Guys have the answers to your questions about gardening in the high-altitude desert of the Colorado Front Range. And now, here are your hosts, the Garden Wise Guys. And good morning, everybody. It's time for the Garden Wise Show with the Garden Wise Guys. I'm Jim Borland, one of the Garden Wise Guys, and the other one is Keith Funk. He's also a wise guy. I are. He are. Good morning. Indeed. Hey, you know, I'm going to start this morning off with our <clears throat> Garden Wise Wise Advice. This made a lot of sense to me. If you stir coconut oil into your kale, it makes it a lot easier to scrape it into the trash. <laughs> All right, having said that. Yes. <clears throat> so what's gone on in your garden over the past week? Oh, I'm starting to harvest tomatoes. Can you believe it? Yeah. Well, just just before the frost. And courgettes. Courgettes, yes. I like those courgettes. Courgettes are awesome. Yeah. Um, and peppers. And kohlrabi. The kohlrabi finally made it to size. <laughs> I just pulled all mine out. Is that right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Way past. Oh, shoot. I'm still waiting to harvest my first cucumber yet. Still waiting. Still waiting. Do you have any, have Patiently any, do waiting. Do you have any of those female flowers? Yes. All right. Well, maybe you can harvest the baby ones. I'm just going to chomp on them right off the vine, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Tiny things. Yeah, yeah. I'm tired of waiting. Hey, guess what I saw <clears throat> in some of the uh, new seed plant tuber Bulb catalogs coming in. Mm, what did you see? <clears throat> um, I, I counted up with, between two catalogs. 14 Aramiras or foxtail lilies. No, really? Yeah, counting species and a lot of varieties. And you ordered one of each? Well, I'm thinking about it. Yeah? Some of them I already have. But yeah. I don't have Himalayacus. Oh, that's that gigantic yeah, thing, Yeah, it's a big it? one. Big, big white, white, white yeah. quaint, creamy one, I think. Yep. What, do they get, like, 500 feet tall? Yeah, about 8 feet tall. Yep. And it, the point I wanted to make is that it wasn't that long ago, nobody even knew what a narrow mirror was. Oh, exactly. And try to find one in a garden center. Difficult. Well, you know, one of the reasons is, is they look great when they're blooming, but as soon as they're done blooming, yeah. the foliage starts to go downhill real quickly, and people think they're dying in like, the pot, they're, and they're not. And they're gone now. Yeah. There's just nothing they're, there. They're leafless at this <laughs> point. Yeah. It's kind of hard. Try to sell somebody a leafless pot full of <laughs> roots. <laughs> or just dirt. You're going to yeah. sell me dirt? <laughs> well, we're selling you potential for next year. <laughs> That's it. And by the way, we're going to charge you full price. <laughs> That's exactly right. And they're not cheap in the, oh, when, Lord, once no. you see them in the no, garden no, center. No, uh-uh. uh, they, they look pretty good when they're in the in the rosette stage, <clears throat> just before they bloom. Mm-hmm. Lots of green leaves. But again, it's just a lot of green leaves, and people don't buy things that just green leaves. Well, you, <coughs> I have found that, you, at least working at Nick's, we had some, we had some of those Aramuras come in, the foxtail lilies, uh, Cleopatra. Mm-hmm. And they came in in full bloom, and they were gorgeous. Um, and then... We were able to sell some after they bloomed, but they were to people who knew who what knew, they were who buying. Who knew what they were, yeah. You know, <clears throat> that they, they came in looking for them, so they were aware of how that was supposed to appear. I suppose they're really 
kind of <laughs> difficult to sell even in bloom because by that time the leaves are starting to go. Cleopatra was looking pretty, still looking yeah. pretty good, but <clears throat> um, but you know buying them, um, buying them mail order bare root, they're not very expensive, at least comparatively, uh, as to buying them in a yeah. garden center. But but uh, my my experience <clears throat> with buying them bare root was. Well, to, to to begin with, they they look like a um, a pinwheel when you when you get them. The roots look like sort yeah. of a, a pinwheel or an octopus. <coughs> yeah. Uh, everything connecting to a center point, and it's fairly flat on a w- kind of a one plane sort mm-hmm. of thing, and and they're brittle. <coughs> yeah, they are. They, they break, break easily. easily, and <laughs> this brilliant bulb company that I bought from, will show remain nameless. Um, Put them into a soft bag. Yeah, crushable. And, mail, and mailed. Mailed yeah. them in this soft bag. And then the mail, the postal guy, <clears throat> the postman, who didn't know what was in there, shoved it into my mailbox. <laughs> <laughs> and shove was the right word. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so they, they yeah. should be shipped in a, in a rigid container of yeah, some kind. Those, those containers are good if you're just giving them to your neighbor. You can walk them over and say mm-hmm. and hand them off personally. Then, then that's a good package. But yeah. other than that, no. A lot of things, unfortunately, but come that way. Given all of that, I unpacked them, and yeah, there were some broken <laughs> roots, but I potted them up anyway, and yeah. and boom, they came right up. Yeah, they're good. So I want to get some of that Himalayas. Which one was that in? Was that in Brett and Becky? No, no, these were in McClure and Zimmerman, and oh. I was thinking about this in the way, and I can't remember the name of the other one. It starts with a D. <clears throat> and they were like 12 bucks a piece. That's not bad. Yeah. For for Aramures, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So keep <clears throat> keep an eye out for that people. It's a it's a it's a perennial um and you and you plant those the rootlets whatever they call that. Uh pretty shallow. You don't put them 6 or 8 inches down. No, no, no. They're right up near the surface. <clears throat> yeah. And so. always 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 put in a stake of some kind, oh, preferably yeah. <laughs> metal that won't <laughs> rot off. So you know where they are come next year. That's right, because come, come July, they disappeared. Yeah. They, after they're done blooming, the leaves are gone, and you have a flower stalk there. Maybe a, you can use that yeah. as, a, as a location, but that breaks off, too. So. Eventually, yeah. yeah. So you either have to remember where they are, or when you get to be my age, <laughs> you need some sort of reminder. Don't dig here. <laughs> I was talking with uh, Paniote, and I think a lot of people out there know who Paniote is. Um, how do you describe this this fellow? Works for the Botanic Gardens. Right. Uh, has for, I think, over 40 years now. Yes, it ha- you're right. He's, uh-huh. he's gotten up there. Because um, I met him in 1980 when he was yeah. the curator of the Rock Garden. Yeah. Yeah. And so That's 20 and 20. There's 40 right there. There's yeah. 40 years, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I was talking with him. Why t- hasn't he retired? <laughs> I should have asked him that. Yeah, really. Uh, and then what's, what, he, what is he going to do? Um, anyway, the point I wanted to make was that he, he advised me that there's an app out there. And there's an app out there for everything. I mean, mm-hmm. everything. You want to brush your teeth in the morning? There's an app for that. Anyway, there's an app out there that you can use in your garden. And you can hold it over the plant and press some magic buttons. And it will give you a, a GPS location within a foot. Okay. where that plant is oh so should you need to go out and find it at any point you can go to your app and you know scroll down through whatever you're looking for 
Now that it. that would be a good one to have for planting <clears throat> bulbs. Well, it would, and and for you know a lot of plants. Mm-hmm. There's a plant there, and I for, I, the label's gone. So I, I forget what it is. Well, there's your app. Tells you not only where it is, but you also type in what it is, mm-hmm. and all that information comes up. It's kind of cool. Very cool. Yeah, because labels have a tendency to deteriorate and snap off. And <laughs> yeah, like in a week. Run, run away with a, with a rabbit or a dog or something. Yeah, in my case, it's raccoons. Raccoons, yeah. There you go. I haven't seen them, but I see evidence of them. Mm-hmm. But left my flip-flops out overnight. <clears throat> I went out this morning, look, one of them's gone. Completely gone, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's laying way out there in the yard. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Well, they must have had some fun playing Yeah, I guess it. so. I looked for teeth marks. I didn't see any, but... Uh, they do that in between destroying my plants. Did they Did they get another one of your cannabis? No, they haven't got one of those. Uh, they already got one of my colocasias, one of the elephant ears. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and uh, they like playing with the uh, the rain gauge out in the yard. Oh. <clears throat> Pull it out and throw it around. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we have a, we have a caller. Yeah, we do. Caller and I haven't given out the number yet. Here's the number. Should you want to talk about your garden or you have a gardening question of any sort, any kind, anywhere, Anytime, right Indoor, here. outdoor, and all around that, the town. That too. Here's the number, 303-477-2473. 303-477-2473. And right now, Doris beat everyone to the she punch. Did. In Centennial. Good morning, Doris. Well, good morning, Keith and Jim. I am so glad <laughs> I finally found you again. Yay, oh, good. I, Thank you. When, when I lost you on 1430 and... Dick and Rick Crandall just disappeared. I thought, how am I going to ask my question? Yeah, I know. So I finally found you, thank goodness. You know, you would think in this day and age <clears throat> there would be some way we could notify everybody in the entire state where we are. I went. know. Yeah, yeah. And it was just by accident because I keep hunting to find a nice station like Rick was, and there just isn't any until I found you. How did, how did you find us? Well, you know, my son-in-law was taking my car to get it oiled or greased or whatever, and then he put the radio station on that he likes. And so when I got back in the car, it had not been changed from what he had, and I liked it. And then I put it on my radio up in my bedroom, and then last Saturday I got the tail end of you, and I thought, it's Jim and Keith. And then I had to search around. I called the regular office, but, um, of course, that's closed this morning. But then at least it was given, your phone number was given to me when I was listening right away at 7 o'clock. So I got it, and now here you are, and I am so thankful to find you again. Well, how can we help you this morning, Doris? We're glad you found us. Oh, I am, too. I had had a great deal of damage to my lilacs and my mock orange on last year's late late snowstorm, Mm -hmm. uh, the freeze. And I did hear you say something about being able to cut them right down to the ground. Yes. But I didn't hear what time of year to do that. That would be in the late winter, early spring before they leaf out. Okay, very early spring, because late winter is usually too cold to go out and do too much. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, late winter or early spring. Okay, thank you so much. Well, now I know where to find you every Saturday. Excellent. Doris, thank you. 
Oh, well, thank you so much. I am just so pleased that you didn't just decide to go and stay home. Well, we almost did. Well, I'm glad we you got we, we came real close to decide. Oh, let's just retire. Then then uh, we talked to the people here at the, at the, at the Legend, and yeah. they're just wonderful people here. So well, we, they sat, and you know what else I like? They say the Pledge of Allegiance in the morning, yeah. mm-hmm. and they play the anthem, and I get to sing and to do the Pledge of Allegiance. There you go. Oh, it is a nice station. Thank you so much, and thank them, too. Thanks for calling. Yeah, thanks, Doris. Okay, bye-bye. All right, now that Doris is gone, you can pick up your phone and dial this number, 303-477-2473, and uh, get in here and talk with Sean. He'll answer the phone and probably ask you, you know, more, no more than six or seven questions. It's funny, we were, I was, uh, last weekend at Nick's, I was helping a customer, and she happened to mention that, yeah, I used to listen to the Garden Pros, but they're gone now, and <laughs> I said, you raise you know, your hand, see uh, my name on my shirt. <laughs> that's me. That's me. Yeah. We're, yeah. But we're the Garden Wise guys again. Yeah, we are. We used to be, and now when they took it away, and actually, I guess we kind of took it away ourselves, and, and now it's back again. We took it back. Yeah, we did. We had to beat up a couple of people to do it, but they're okay now. Yeah, Jim had to beat them up. I don't do that. I'm, a, I'm you know. I'm, He's the pacifist of the I am. I'm, I'm not violent. <laughs> well, I wasn't violent. I, I smiled and said nice things. <laughs> you were smiling the whole time, huh? <laughs> yeah. Hey, you got a grasshopper at your place? You know, a, a couple here. Oh, and my nothing, God. Nothing in particularly bad. Oh, my God. Hundreds, thousands of them in our yard. You need chickens or ducks. Yeah. <clears throat> what else eats grasshoppers? Oh, the grasshopper hawk. There you go. <laughs> I need a whole bunch of them. You need a bunch of kestrels. Yeah, a bunch of kestrels. I need a bunch of them. Or or shrikes. Our, our cat used to eat the grasshoppers, but now there's too many. There's too many. Yeah, he walks through the lawn and they go flopping all over the place and he doesn't pay any attention at all. Oh my gosh, you have that many, huh? Oh, oh, oh my goodness, yes. Yes. God, they would be eating everything then, huh? Just about. <clears throat> There's some things they prefer over others, but uh, yeah. And of all things, they like grass. <laughs> well, that grows back fast, so good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Big uh, ones, little ones, although they're starting to get a little sluggish now. Are they? Yeah, they land on the sidewalk. You, you can now walk out and squish them. Cool. Yeah, that's what I say. <laughs> Uh, and I, you know, I don't see much of any grasshoppers. I, you know, if I walk through my entire yard, I might see three. Really? Uh-huh. Uh, but I, I see far more Japanese beetles. And they started attacking my banana tree and my cannas. And really? Yeah. yeah. I have grasshoppers and beetles eating my cannas. And, and the grasshoppers, are, I mean, the, <clears throat> the beetles, they just skeletonize. Yes. But <clears throat> grasshoppers, they take... Every huge day. chunks of yes, them out of the yeah. leaf. Looks terrible. Yeah. I wouldn't mind if they were shredded, sort of like what bananas do out in the wild. Mm-hmm. But they're no. <clears throat> they just take big lime chunks out of them. Well, I, I I've got the my bottle of eight, <clears throat> and spot treated in areas like yeah. the cannas and the bananas. There's no flowers on them, so I don't have to worry about killing yeah, any bees yeah. or butterflies or anything. Your your cannas, your your banana leaf cannas haven't blown yet? No. Oh, I got about 
12 blooms on mine. Well, yeah, but see, you grow yours, you grow yours in full sun, and mine, mine are on the uh, north side in the shade. Yeah, that's true. They're massive. They're huge. Yeah. They haven't started to bloom yet. So I, and I'm sure it's a light issue. Yeah, sure. So I'll, I'll change that next year because I know I'll have lots more for next spring. <laughs> Good. So I can put some <laughs> out in the sun part, too. Yeah, those all started. I had like five huge ones, now six. And they all started out with, and I'm holding my fingers up here so you can see, you know, they're, they're like a six-inch long tuber. Mm-hmm. And that was yeah. it. Not and, another and tuber, and it was they, a rhizome. They yeah. proliferate. <clears throat> and it started growing and stand back. Yeah. They are big and easy to grow, people. If you're looking for a giant tropical plant, uh, this one would be worth buying one, one and uh, and just watching it grow through the summer. It gets to be... Oh, probably it'll grow up into a two hundred dollar plant pretty quickly. Easily, yeah. <laughs> it it sort of does look like a banana. Yeah, kind of, sort of like, yeah, a banana plant, but a beautiful purple foliage. Yeah, and and it does. It gives you that really nice tropical look, which I enjoy having out on the patio oh, for yeah. the summer. Yeah, absolutely. And they're easy to winter through. Uh, you left yours in the pot, right? I did. It was a big 14, 16-inch size pot, so it was a good size pot. You just and cut it to the ground? Cut it to the ground and took the whole pot, everything, and just shoved it into in our back porch, glassed-in porch. Uh-huh. Uh, very little heat, and it just sat there. Didn't do anything all winter. Yeah. Didn't even dry out completely. Wow. And come spring, why, it started <clears throat> shooting, putting new shoots up. How do yeah. they know? I don't know. And at some point when it was getting warm outside as well, I took it outside and busted it all up into a bunch of pieces and gave you a bunch. And uh-huh. I kept enough for five pots and <laughs> actually six now. And and um, and the rest is history. Yeah. Well, yeah. That, that's what I do with my cannas. Uh, I have three <coughs> varieties now. And in the, in the fall, just before we have a freeze, or maybe even right after a freeze because it's doesn't get down to the tubers yep. or the rhizomes. Cut them to the ground, clean it all up real good so I'm not bringing any hitchhikers into the house, mm-hmm. and uh, put them in the basement in a dark place. Just shove them under a table. Never water them again. No, no. Don't ever, them. ever, ever water them again. No. And uh, usually right around <clears throat> the end of February, early March, here they come, ready to go. I don't know how they know when to start. Do you have a calendar around or something they could read? I've taken them all down. Okay. They still still come up. Yeah. They, they must have Wi-Fi or Bluetooth, <laughs> Bluetooth. or Venmo or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> all, right. all right. It's time for our first break, so we're going to take that and get the heck out of here so that we can get back right here on Legends 810. It's like the difference between soft, gentle rain. And a monsoon. That's how I compare the effect of a Dram Rain wand on plants to the hard blast of a typical spray nozzle attachment to your garden hose. Water flows through 400 tiny holes in the Dram Rain wand's soft shower nozzle to bathe and refresh your plants, not damage them or wash away soil. Its handy reach handle has a 60 degree bend and conveniently extends to more distant garden rows and hanging baskets. And there's a fingertip shutoff valve. No wonder professional growers in the greenhouses and nurseries use DRAM watering tools. Today, there are imitators, but nothing matches the superior quality of the original, invented over 50 years ago. 
They're simply the best. Dram watering tools are available at Tagawa Gardens, Nick's Gardens, Jared's Garden Center, and Lafayette Florist and Greenhouse. Now that the weather is starting to warm up, you'll want to protect your ornamental and vegetable garden from various beetles, weevils, and borers, including Japanese beetles. And what better way to prevent these pests from destroying your garden than by controlling them when they're larvae? GrubGone is an easy-to-apply granule product that can be spread on your turf to successfully control grub invaders. Developed by Phylum Bioproducts from a naturally occurring bacteria, GrubGone is a non-chemical BT product that specifically targets only certain scarab pests. And it is safe to use around bees and other beneficial insects. And it's a non-chemical choice for areas frequented by kids or pets. Yes, and if you already have beetles flying around your yard, Beetle Gone is an organic water dispersal powder that can be sprayed directly on your edible plants. And did I mention, it is certified for organic gardening. Find out more at phylumbioproducts.com. Phylum Bioproducts, target the pest, not the rest. Do you have brown spots in your lawn? It may be a fungus, and Fertilome has a solution for that. Fertilome F-Stop is the strongest fungicide available for homeowners to use. For most fungus problems, F-Stop requires only one application, where most of the competing fungicides require two or three applications two weeks apart. Save money and save time with Fertilome F-Stop. If you don't have a spreader and would prefer a spray, use Fertilome F-Stop in the ready-to-spray bottle. Use the product the professionals use. Try Fertilome F-Stop, available at the Tree Farm in Longmont, Nick's Garden Center in Aurora, Jared's Nursery in Littleton. To find your closest dealer, go to www.fertilome.com. Be sure to tell them the Garden Wise Guy sent you. Call into the Fix It Show with your questions about your home. Saturday morning at 9.30. Specializing in heating and cooling problems, legendary hosts Deborah and Adam bring decades of experience and award-winning expertise to their live, interactive Fix It Show. Helping your home weather Colorado's unique climate and temperature swings. You have questions, they have answers. Call into the Fix It Show every Saturday morning from 9.30 to 10.30 on Legends. All right, we are back here on Legends 810. Jim Borland and Keith Funk, the Garden Wise Guys, taking your garden questions at the following number. So take heed. Here it is, 303-477-2473. That's a good number. It, it's, it's the best number to get into us. That's right. Now, we've got, uh, we've got Nancy waiting to talk to us out in Denver about Japanese beetles. Good morning, Nancy. Good morning. Do they like potentia? They like everything. Crap. Yeah, okay. uh, just about everything. Yeah, yeah especially They're the flowers. Are they little black bugs, hard shelled. They're not black. No. Oh, they look black. No, these are or shiny. Colored. Yeah, they're they're shiny, almost iridescent. Right. Okay, that's what they are. Then. Okay. And do what do they do? Do they? they I mean, they eat. the potentia seem to have started to wane, and uh, I don't they know whether it's the beetles or they'll probably start eating the flowers first. Yeah. Okay. That's usually where they start. Although, you know, my bananas don't have flowers. They're just eating the leaves, and they kind of skeletonize the leaves. But they'll eat entire flowers. Oh. Well, because a lot of the flowers in the last week have disappeared. Yeah, yep, that's, that's probably it. That's it. And I go out, and I see them, and I know I've heard you guys say you have to pick them up and put them inside, and there's no way I'm doing that. No. So <laughs> I, just, I just knock them 
off with my, the back of my hand. Yeah, and, they come right back up the, again. They hit the fence, and I'm sure that wakes them up. But <laughs> yep. And but ooh, are they going to go after my roses of Sharon if it ever blooms? Y- yes. yes. Thank you. They love roses, Sharon flowers. Oh, jeez. They love about 350 species of plants, and the number is still climbing. And what do you? What am I supposed to get? I better write this down. What am I supposed to get to get rid of? Well, them? there's a product called Eight E I G H T <clears throat> that will kill them outright, but it also acts as a, as a repellent. So, if okay, you're going to have a rose of Sharon, for instance, I think I would spray that at uh, in the evening when all the all the flowers have closed up, and they and they stay open only a day, one day anyway. What do? So that rose will, of Sharon. Yeah, Rosa Sharon. That that will repel the the insect um, tomorrow when new flowers open up. Okay. So, but it's too late to put it on the potentia, probably. Um. Are there more buds coming? Can you know? Do you notice that? Well, there's a bunch. I, I can't tell if they're buds or, you know, my mother had the green thumb. I sure don't. Um, but they're. All kinds of what I thought were little buds, but they may be flowers already gone. Yeah, that. Well, you can. You have to go out there and sort of study it and figure out which is which. But if you oh. do have more flower buds <clears throat> coming on, you can spray that again in the evening uh, when there are no open flowers and therefore there will be no bees. Okay, so this is yeah, because there are a lot of bees on the potentia. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and new buds will be at the very tip of the branch, whereas old flowers will be farther down, lower on the branch. Okay, these are at the, the, the ones I was looking at yesterday. They're at the very end of the branch. Then those should probably yeah. be new ones coming yeah, on. You, you can oh, actually you know, take one of those off and just open it up with your, with your fingernails uh-huh. and, and see if there are petals in there. And they're probably going to be, I assume yours is a yellow one, Right. You'll see yellow inside. Yeah. And my two my two plant they were just beautiful this year. They mm-hmm. were it was the best they had been in forever. Yeah, it was a good year and for Potentia. Then I went out and looked and I thought, "Oh my god, are those those Japanese beetle things?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so now and right next to there um are my um oriental grasses. The, the big tall ones that get 15 feet high? Yeah, yeah they won't mm-hmm. bother those. Okay, that was my next question. Because I, at first I started smacking them that way. <laughs> and then I thought, oh dear, I don't want them to get into the grasses. So then I started smacking them up, up against the fence. <laughs> <laughs> and you can hear them hit the fence. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. that did you a number, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, it probably doesn't hurt them very much at all. Oh, thanks. Yeah, they're, <laughs> you know, they're, they're hard-sided insects. Yeah. So they have shells. Can, yeah. Oh, God. Okay. I now, I, right. sh- I probably should, in all fairness, to provide the best information for you is, you know, Jim and I like to recommend a product called 8 uh-huh. uh, for this particular problem. But it is, um, it is a synthetic insecticide. And so uh-huh. it's kind of non-selective, and it does it can kill bees, it can build but- butterflies, that sort of thing. So if you're spraying plants that are in flower, you really have to be careful in the timing. So another option Sorry. for you okay. uh, that is not a synthetic pesticide or insecticide is one called Beetle Gone. Let me write that down. 
write that down. Which is a bacterial product. Okay. And it's very specific to that type of beetle. Okay. So it won't hurt ladybugs. It won't hurt butterflies or bees or anything else. And okay. Even if you spray them directly on a butterfly, it won't hurt them. And, uh, and it's called Beetle Gone. Okay. And you can use that any time of day, but I would recommend usually in early morning or even in late afternoon, early evening, uh, because typically bacterial products are damaged by sunlight. Okay. So if you can have it on the plant, say, if you spray it in the <coughs> evening, you'll, it'll be on the plant all night and into the next day before the sunlight starts to break it down. Right. Okay. And Nick will have this stuff? Yes, yes ma'am. Mm-hmm. Okay. Most any garden center around town will carry it. So you'll have beetle, beetle gone to kill the adult beetle. And then there is another product the same company makes called Grub Gone that you can apply to your lawn and flower beds and that sort of thing that will kill the grubs. And that's what the beetles are getting ready to deposit into your, into your soil are a bunch of eggs that will turn into grubs for next right, year's harvest. That's a wealth of good news. Yes, we are. We practice. That's just gross. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it is gross. You're yeah. exactly right. So this is, uh, you know, late late August into September is the best one of the best windows of the year to apply a grub preventer or a grub killer uh, to your lawn and and flower beds to to is kill the grubs that are going to be next year's beetles. Okay, is is a grub? That little black roly-poly thing? No, that's that's a pill bug. Oh. Th- those those don't harm the, the plants we're talking about. Okay, good, because yeah. I've got those. <clears throat> those are good. Those are actually beneficial. Okay, I'll leave them alone then. No, grubs are this white, gross-looking thing. You can look it up online and see a picture of it. Oh, okay. Them. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah, there are lots and lots of grubs. Lots of insects produce grubs. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> God. All right. Well, I'm off to Nick's then. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you, boys. You Thanks bet. for the call, Nancy. Since she was grossed out, I'm going to gross her out even more. Oh, boy. Assuming, assuming she's gone. <laughs> I figured, you know, if you're going to handpick your Japanese beetles off the, off the uh, plant, you got them in your hand. Mm-hmm. And you're going to go wash your hands after you do this process anyway. Yeah. So why not just squeeze them in your hand? Well, you could put on a pair of disposable gloves. You could do that, too, but it's easier to just go out there and just squeeze them. You know, they're, they, but they drop off at the, at the slightest oh, vibration on the plant. So you do this in the morning when they're still cold and they don't move very they're fast. Kind of, okay. Yeah. They're kind of logy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can do that with grasshoppers, too, early yeah. in the morning when it's cool. You like squeezing they're bugs, sluggish. don't you? Yeah. I had a boss one took his grasshoppers and just pulled them apart. Oh, yeah, yeah. That pull, works, Pull too. the heads off? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they don't live very long after that. <laughs> no, they kind of flick around a little while. <laughs> yeah, they do. Kind of like a chicken when you take its yeah, head off. And now we're getting really gross. I know. We used to go to my grandparents' house on the farm when I was a little kid. <clears throat> All my aunts and uncles would get together, and we'd butcher chickens. It seemed like thousands of them. <laughs> It's probably just two for dinner. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it was it was horrific. <laughs> and would you pull feathers off too? No, that was <clears throat> the women's work. Oh, okay. 
Boy, there's a lot of feathers on a chicken, I tell you. <laughs> you want to walk out in the field and do that. Oh, not no not in your lawn. No. <sighs> now I'm going to have nightmares again. <laughs> oh, dear. Hey, give us a call. What do you have? Uh, is that Jackie on the Jackie. line? Jackie. Yeah, Jackie out in Littleton. Good morning, Jackie. Thanks for calling the Garden Pros. Uh, oh, no. We're the Garden Wise Guys. Yeah. Wow. All right. Hi, guys. Hi. I think I have a Keith question. Okay. I have a miniature orchid that had bloomed. It's living, and it's sitting there, whatever, but it has three leaves, and one of them is kind of floppy. What, what am I doing wrong? Well, tell me about what you're doing so far. Well, I was using fertilizer water every now and, you know, every couple of days. I, it's, it's, very, it's a very t- small orchid, so I kind of look in there to see that it's not in... Too much water, but I maybe it's dry. I I don't know. You said you're watering every couple of days. Correct. All right. And what's it potted in? Is it in bark or is it in moss? It's not. It's bark. It's bark. Okay, that's excellent. And I'm looking, does I'm looking at it? Does the pot that it's in have a drainage hole? It does. Okay. So yeah, every every three or four days is probably plenty adequate. Uh, to, for watering it. I, I don't think I'd use fertilizer water with every watering on something that small that you're having to water that frequently. Okay. Maybe just use it two or three times a month. Okay. And what kind of light do you have it in? Uh, it's facing west in, in a window that has an overhang. It's in my kitchen. Okay, so... It's a lot of light, hardly any sun. That's perfect. All right. And, and the, the, the leaf that is, you said is floppy? Yeah, it's so, yeah, it's kind of soft, you know. The others are standing up nicely, but this one is kind of floppy. Okay. Uh with with that kind of orchid, what you have is a phalaenopsis orchid. They also call it a moth orchid. Right. And um uh, yeah, I know. They they normally will only have three or four leaves on them at a time anyway, so it may just be the natural time for it to to drop off. But um nor yeah. Uh, it's it's hard to say why it's is it turning color? No, it's still green. But it's you know, I went on the internet and, and and there was something about putting tea in the, in the orchid. No need to do that. You're not yeah. using ice cubes, are you? Oh God, no. Okay, good. Um, no, well, I if, it's, if it's I had forty orchids at one time, so I mean, it's not my oh it's okay. not my first orchid. <laughs> it's not your first rodeo, huh? Right. All right. Um, well, if it's if it's getting leathery and and wrinkled and and is still green, I, I'm going to say that it's not enough water. Okay. Yeah, it's just the consistency. You know, the other leaves are standing up nicely, and this guy is sort of mm-hmm. just so you, you can touch it, and it's kind of are, soft. are all the roots inside the pot? Yes. Because I'm wondering why the roots haven't escaped the pot. Well, how long have you had it? About a year. About a year. Okay. Is it growing? Is it growing new roots? Can you tell? I don't know. I. I. You know what? I'll tell you in a second. I could just pull the whole thing out. Uh. I mean, the roots. It's hard to tell if they're, if yeah. they're growing new roots. Probably not. All right. Um. You know, it might be time to repot it if you've had it a year already, and it was probably in that pot for at least a year or two before you got it. Okay. And it's a good idea to repot orchids every two or three years. Actually, I have orchid, you know, stuff to, to 
whatever. Yeah. You know, the, the, the package stuff that, that I bought. Good. Okay. I'll I'll try that. Okay. <laughs> I've not had I've not had good luck in the past with repotting orchids. They seem not to be happy once I repot them. Well, uh, my my suggestion would be to take some some of that orchid mix that you have and put it in a a bowl or a bucket or something and soak it overnight before okay. you use it. So sure. it's good and wet. And then when you take the other or when you take your orchid out of the pot, and you want to bare root it, you know, get all the old mix off of it. Um, you don't have to rinse it off or wash it off, but really shake it off good and remove any dead roots, any roots that are mushy and brown and, and ugly looking. And then reset it into a fairly small pot. I mean, you don't want, you don't want it m much bigger. Uh, you may even be able to put it right back into the pot that you took it out of. This pot is like two and three inches across. Okay, well, I'd, I'd go up to a, th a three or four inch pot then. Okay, I'll do that. Yeah, but... My my history with repotting orchids has not been very good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good at cleaning them off and doing everything correctly, and then they mm -hmm. sort of die. So uh, that's why I didn't do anything with this. But well, I tell you I'll, what, I'll Jackie, I would I I can't tell you how many orchids I have killed. Oh, all but right. But each one is a learning experience. <laughs> okay. I, actually, I have another orchid sitting right next to it that I bought at the grocery store. It mm -hmm. had already bloomed. And it has a bud on it. Yeah, I don't know what you call the thing that's going to have uh, the orchids on it. Instead of letting that bloom, it's already put out two new plants. In the, you know, the plant has two new plants on it. <laughs> I, wish, I wish it would bloom instead of putting out new plants. Oh, it's growing some new plants out on the flower spike? N no, the spike is there, but it's just sitting there. But, but in the meantime... Two new plants have come out of that same plant. Where, at, at the bottom? Or where, where at? At the bottom. At the bottom, okay. I mean, it looks incredibly healthy. It's doing very well. Yeah, it sounds but in, good. But instead of blooming, it, that instead of that spike blooming, it's just putting out new plants in the same, you know, that are attached to the mother plant. Well, it sounds to me like, you know, the, like you said, it had already flowered before you bought it. And so it may not reflower off of that old spike. No, 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 no. This is a brand new spike. Oh, a brand out. new spike coming. Okay, brand, well, that's good. The old spike I cut off. But okay. Is, I can tell that it's a new spike, but it just uh -huh. won't move. Hmm. That's interesting. Are you feeding it as well? I am. And is it in the same sort of light? Correct. Okay. And how often are you watering that one? Uh, I'll probably a, a little more often because it's it's so big. Okay. It, it's big. It's a really big orchid. It had been one of these cascading things. Oh, uh-huh. Okay. Uh, oh, well, I guess just patience, huh? It is. That's all you can do. You can't force them to do anything. Oh, I, I, know, I know. Jackie, you said you had these in southern light. Is that it? West it's, light. No, or, it's or west light. I'm sorry. facing west. With, with no direct light? It's got or no sunlight, no direct sunlight. I mean, no direct sun. And how close to the window is it? About two inches. <clears throat> oh, make it one inch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, I, can, that, I can that I can do easily. Yeah, there you go. I have a huge window there that that faces west, and then actually the the, the window also faces south. However, it, there's a huge overhang. Yeah, it, yeah. There's no, not no. So direct. you're getting strong indirect light, probably. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I think the biggest limiting factor we have here is, is just our lack of humidity as well. 
And sure. that makes right. it difficult on orchids because they like about 65% humidity. Well, they're and, not getting it. And we don't have anywhere <laughs> near that normally. So uh, is it, are you trying to supplement the humidity in any way? Well, it's right near my kitchen sink, but not, not really. I, I, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, it can be near a sink, but if you don't want run the water constantly, it's not really going to sure. make a difference. But yeah, if you could put a humidifier in the room, that would help. I once did that in my laundry room with a gardenia, mm-hmm. and it still never bloomed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the gardenias need really strong light. Yeah, right. Okay. Well, listen, I'll I'll just grin and bear it. I'll I'll do I'll try to increase the humidity. Well, I like the fact that it's putting out new leaves and increasing in, in new plants. So that's a good sign. Okay. Well, there's hope. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thanks, guys, so much. Thanks for your call this morning. Okay. Bye. We had 65% humidity on, uh, say, today, Saturday, Friday, Thursday. Did we? It was raining like cats and dogs <laughs> for 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and then after that, the humidity went back down again. Well, you know, it's not unusual for us to have really low humidity, and so growing orchids here can be a challenge, and, and, and misting them with a spritzer a couple yeah. times a day doesn't really do any good. So there are no desert orchids then? Oh, I imagine there are. We just don't know about them yet. Well, <laughs> they only bloom when it rains. <laughs> Once every four or five years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who wants a potted plant like that? <clears throat> yeah. Me? I want one. <laughs> yeah. Why don't we go ahead and take our break now? We're just a hair early, but uh, when we get back, we're going to go out and talk with, I'm going to say, is it? We've got Nancy, Nancy. in Longmont about potatoes. Yeah. All right, and, taters coming and, right oh, up. Oh, another K, uh, K in Longmont about a good climbing plant. Oh, okay. Uh, we'll get both of those right after we get back from this on Legends 810. The Jared's Nursery Gift and Garden annual summer clearance sale is now in progress. It may be hot, but you can still put in new plants. Think about it from the plant's point of view. Would you rather wait out the summer in a hot plastic pot? or sink your roots into some nice garden soil. Jared's has a great assortment of shrubs and perennials in stock. Think about adding Rose of Sharon, a beautiful shrub in bloom now, Russian sage, that purpley thing blooming all over town, or some Barbary for a good accent of color all season. On the flower end of things, check out the enormous variety of stunning cone flowers, the cherry coreopsis, or the plants that pollinators and hummingbirds love, such as salvia and hyssop. Jared's is now in their 42nd year serving the Southwest Metro area. Visit them today at 10500 West Bulls Avenue in Littleton. Hours are nine to six weekdays and nine to five weekends. Hope to see you soon. Do you have insects on your roses? Do you have borers damaging your trees and shrubs due to stress or the drought? Fertilome Tree and Shrub Drench is a great product that will give you season-long protection against many insects. Fertilome Tree and Shrub Drench can act as a preventer or a curative for insects that suck or chew on leaves or bore under the bark. This is the easiest product to use. Simply measure, mix in a bucket, and pour around the base of the tree. 
No messy spraying involved and an application can last up to one year. Protect your trees with Fertilome Tree and Shrub Drench. Find it at a local independent nursery, garden center, or a hardware store, including Wilmore Nursery in Littleton, The Tree Farm in Longmont, Tagawa Gardens in Centennial, Nick's Garden Center in Aurora, Jared's Nursery in Littleton. To find your closest dealer, go to www.fertilome.com. That's www.fertilome.com. And we are back here with the Garden Wise Show and the Garden Wise Guys taking your your garden questions here at 303-477-2473. Well, let's go out to Longmont and talk to Nancy about potatoes. Good morning, Nancy. Good morning. How hey, are you? Great. Thanks for calling the Garden Wise Guys. Yeah. So, I've been listening and... I have a gardening question relating to potatoes. Okay. Never have grown never have grown them before. I actually ordered through the uh, garden catalog onions, and what they sent me, they sent me potatoes. <laughs> so I thought, I, I thought, oh yeah, that's a close second. But yeah. anyway, I went ahead and planted them just to see what happened. So I'm, I'm flying blind here. So, actually, they've done very well through the summer. I kind of had a soaker hose going across my garden, so they've gotten some consistent water. And the, the plants above ground, you know, nice and green. They got big and tall and fell over, but they're still green. Am I supposed to quit watering them, or when, when do I actually harvest them, and how do I know when to be digging them up? Yeah, Keith. <laughs> I always wait until the foliage starts to turn yellow, and then yep. I stop watering. And you could harvest okay. right then and there if you want. Okay. I, I mean, I saw one trying to poke above ground, and I, yeah, know, that I happens. really don't even know what to expect yeah. to size. I kind of put dirt on it because I heard somewhere where you shouldn't have a potato above ground or green or something. Well, right. I think, yeah, they can turn green, and you probably shouldn't eat the green part, but you can still bake them up, and they're fine. Oh, okay, good, yeah. good. Yeah, about okay. this time of year, you could actually harvest the potatoes if you want. Yeah, I'd say you're, you're, okay. you're long, long enough into the season where yeah. you, you won't even have to wait for the yellowing foliage. Just go ahead and dig them today if you want to. Okay, so there's no rule of thumb to say, oh, by Labor Day, dig them up. No, no the, not the rule really. of thumb would be wait until the foliage <laughs> turns yellow and the plant falls over. Okay, 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 great. So... I guess my question is, is if these turned out okay, I'm thinking maybe next year I'll order potatoes. I'll probably get onions. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and I wondered, is there a rule of thumb to when to plant potatoes? I always thought like Good Friday, I heard. Well, you want to plant it's them early, um, but not too early, but then not too late, but then not when it's too wet, but you don't want it too dry. So, so don't plant them. <laughs> don't plant them <laughs> no uh you know, the traditionally it's what saint patrick's day yeah, saint patty's day is a yeah. traditional day but it, it's saint patty's day all over the country and that just can't be right exactly so you want to plant them early um when the soil starts to warm and i'd say in our climate late march early april is probably a safe bet okay so here's my last question i've read or seen people 
you know, videos planting them in tire tubes or in plastic uh, container bins. Yeah. Has any, do you have any knowledge? Is that successful? Is that a good way to do it? It looks a lot easier yeah, to pick I, them up and contain them. And you say good way, that's that's a relative term. It, it works. <laughs> I, I think they work best in the ground. I agree. I did them in containers this year uh, because my wife asked me to grow potatoes, and I never have because they just take up so dang much space. And yeah. for the amount of harvest you get, it doesn't really justify that kind of space. Uh, so I grew them in containers, large containers. Uh, not impressed. And I, okay. I, I gave, we, we fixed them, we cooked them all up, and my wife said, well, these don't taste any different than what you can buy at the store, so why bother? Okay. <laughs> all right. So maybe I won't plant them next year. Well, you know, harvest um, yours and see how they taste and see if you like them, and then you can decide whether they justify... The length of time they're in the ground, the amount of care they get, the amount of space they take up, or would you have rather planted something else that, like beans or like, something else that would be more productive? <laughs> like my onions? Yeah, yeah like, like onions. onions. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, the onions would have been yeah. harvested by now. Yes. Yeah, yeah. so another exactly. another plant that tastes as good from the store as it does from the garden. So. Yeah, do you fertilize potatoes? Oh, yeah. Yes, uh-huh. Oh, okay. I didn't do that all year. Okay. I, as far as my maintenance uh, effort for the potatoes, zero. So I didn't invest a lot of time in these things. Well, good. But you do fertilize them. What would you use for fertilizer? Just a just a regular vegetable garden fertilizer. Make you know, keep it easy. Okay. Okay. Well, I have all winter to decide whether or not I want to attempt this again. Yeah, and well, make a bigger area. And, and you'll probably make and that determination big. after you harvest them to see how much you get. And how they taste. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I won't need to take out a big container probably. And, and yours them. are probably organic. Yes, I think they are. So they should taste ten times better. Okay. And well, by the way, I'll they won't. But <laughs> and, you'll, and you'll develop all kinds of <clears throat> muscles and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Right, but okay. but they won't put hair on your chest. Well, that's really good to know, guys. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I, I, I knew you guys were going to have the answers. So okay, I think this weekend I'll dig them up and see what I've got. There you All go. Right. Okay, thanks a bunch. Sure, thanks, thanks. for the call, Nancy. <laughs> uh huh. Thanks. <laughs> bye bye. I may yeah. do taters next year. I haven't done those in years. Well, you, I don't have much space. So I really have to, to pare things down to what I feel like tastes best out of fresh yeah, from the garden yeah. versus from the grocery store. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. to me, potatoes just don't make the list. Yeah. Tomatoes do, but then yeah. you're growing tomato varieties that we'll, we'll never, you'll never see in the store. Yeah, or peppers like the yeah. shishito yeah, peppers. peppers. Yeah. You really like those, don't you? I, yeah, I do, and I ran into somebody who also knew. I, I'm the last person in the world, apparently, who knew, <laughs> who learned about shishito peppers. <laughs> but I did run into somebody who said, yeah, you can get them in the store every now and again. Every now and again, yeah. No, I didn't ask them which store, but. I've seen them in Supers. Okay. That's where I shop. Okay. But, you know, you have so many choices of stores to go into anymore. I don't, I don't know how they all stay in business, by the way. 
we all eat. Well, we do, but we all ate before all those news stores came in. That's true. So did we take away uh, <clears throat> business from the big box? Maybe that's why prices are going up, So because we're not buying as much, so they have to pay more. Well, we're all got to start eating more then. I guess so. <laughs> what I don't understand is I get these trade magazines. Uh, that's about greenhouse growing for the most part. <clears throat> Sometimes about nursery stuff, too. About the gigantic gigantic greenhouse operations going in to grow leafy vegetables. Mm-hmm. I'm, well, I'm talking acres at a time under yeah. what we say glass. Mm-hmm. And like 10 and 20 acres at a time going in. Well, these are crops that don't ship well, <coughs> that you, you have a limited time that you can ship them. And shipping is getting very difficult these days and expensive. So well, if you it don't is. have to move them very far, that helps. But putting in, we're talking, in some cases, millions of dollars going oh, yeah. to build these uh-huh. things. And, of course, some of them are, are growing under LED lights, which ain't cheap either. No. Well, you can do that, that in a warehouse. You can, and some of them are. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know how, they can, how, the, how society is going to be able to support all these acres and acres and acres of lettuce. Technology will sort it all out <clears> over time. That and, eco- and economics will sort yeah. them out, too. Yeah. I, I fully expect that a lot of these things are going to go bust. And then what are we going to do with all that stuff? Those buildings? Grow flowers, I hope. <laughs> that would be good. <laughs> That'd be good. We, we need some more flower growers here in the Denver metro area. We uh, grow lost air, some. Oh, God, yes. Grow air mures. Oh, oh, I know. Wait a minute. Let's, let's just... Cut to the chaser. They're all going to turn into marijuana greenhouse growing offers. Well, you know, that's kind of waning, too. Um, well. They, you know, small small ones are getting eaten up by the big ones. And, yeah. And uh, and there's, I forget what state it is. Is it Oklahoma or some state? Anything goes. Yeah. You, you can grow as much marijuana as you want. And people were oh. putting in, again, acres and acres, even outdoors in fields. Yeah. And, and they were growing it here. Uh, the whole uh, CBD oil, mm-hmm. f- well, you grow you grow hemp. You don't grow... Uh, yeah, pardon pot. me. You grow hemp, <laughs> <laughs> and you get the CBD oil. Um, and so that was just this huge craze here in Colorado. Well, that's tanked. Yep. So you've got to be on the uphill side. Uh, uh, yeah. You don't want to be on the downhill yeah, side. Yeah, uphill, and you want to get out before yeah. <laughs> you get to the peak. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And, and know that the peak is coming. And not expect to get out at the peak. Because you mistime that by six months, <laughs> you're yeah. going to lose a lot. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, let's see. We're looking at, uh, what is it, 755. Let us pop out to Longmont and see what Kay is up to right now. Good morning, Kay. Morning, Kay. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. You guys are not only knowledgeable, but you're very funny, too. Oh, thank you. We're funny looking, that's for sure. (laughs) Um, Well, my first question is, um, I heard you talk about being, I'm I'm a Kansas girl. This is my first year gardening here. Uh Uh-huh. And um, don't know much about, I heard you talking about, can I grow wisteria? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, don't expect flowers very often. Is there another vining plant that would be good to go over a front porch? Uh, so you want something you large, I take it, since you were thinking wisteria? Um, uh, that would be, well, that or attract hummingbirds, one of the two. Yeah. Uh, trumpet flower, you could 
consider that. Yeah, trumpet vine would work. <clears throat> You'll see them around town. They're blooming mostly orange, but there are some red ones out there as well. And yellow. And yellow. Uh-huh. But that's a monster plant. Over years, it's going to maybe engulf your entire porch. Unless you're really good at pruning. Yeah. And it needs a, it needs a very sturdy trellis, just like a wisteria would need. Um, clematis. Oh, oh, let me ask you, what direction does your front porch face? South. South. Okay. Oh. So might be a little too hot for clematis. Yeah. Um, uh, there's honeysuckles that are a little bit less vigorous, you know, less monstrous. And what else we got? So silver Sil- lace Silver vine. lace vine, but that can turn into a monster too. Yeah, that can turn into a monster. But it takes, it takes cutting well. What else could yeah, we Yeah, I recommend? use head shears to trim mine. It's that vigorous. Yeah. And I tell you, it looks terrible after you head shear it, but it takes only a week. Only a week, and it's all can green and, and blooming again. Can any one of them grow in a pot? Uh, it have to be in the ground? I would not recommend it. No. Okay. Yeah, we, we typically okay. don't recommend growing <clears throat> perennials or trees, shrubs, vines, that sort of thing, um, in above-ground containers. Simply because of our really cold, dry winters. The, the root system is above ground and rather than in the ground, so it's not as insulated. And some years you'll get away with it, some years you won't. Okay. Um, real quick, fungus gnats. Is neem oil the best thing for those? No. Fungus gnats come up out of the soil. And you have right. to recognize that's where they're coming from. So rather than try to to kill the the flying insect you want to get the we'll call them grubs that are in the soil they're they're much smaller than the grubs we earlier talked about and there are any number of insecticides that you can use as a drench on your soil eight okay. works beautifully yeah, for that eight works really well and uh, then i I'd, I'd also recommend you know setting out a couple of glasses of wine for them uh, the <coughs> adults seem to like to take a dip into that and drown. And if you can okay. eliminate the adult stage as well as eliminating the larval stage, then you completely break the life cycle of the insect, and, and that helps too. But usually when I hear people have fungus gnats, I'm thinking you're keeping your plants a little too wet. Okay. All right. Um, and then I have worms on my sage outside. I've never seen a worm eat a sage. I'm trying to think, what kind of sage is this? Is it a blooming sage? It's just a <clears throat> or the or no, the, it's or just a green leaf. The edible sage that you use for seasoning? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying to think of a, I, I'm assuming this is a caterpillar. Hey, um. It looks like one. Okay, we're going to have to put you on hold for just a second for the top of the hour. We'll be right back, okay? Okay, Yeah, don't go anywhere. It won't take long at all. Uh, Take a couple of deep breaths, and we'll be right back here on Legends 810. 